Welcome to the dawn. You've just accessed the wild experience. The wild experience. Hold on to your wits. Break down. This is a bust. Hold on to your wits. All you shine motherfuckers up against the wall. If you don't play, bite the dust. Cause in a couple of simple fucking phrases, I'm gonna give you to the fucking place of the brand new mad style. Y'all say. Welcome to Liberty Southwest Podcast number 65. On this one, we have Danny Ng, Lydia Tabbitt, and myself, Eric Taylor. How are y'all doing tonight? I am doing all right. Can't complain. How about you guys? Good. Good. I'm, I'm mad. I'm quietly mad. Quietly mad. In an un, undisclosed location. As well. Yeah. What do they call it in No Agenda? Economic Opportunity Zone and random number? That's where I am. That's that's fair enough. Uh, so it's been, I think, a little while since we've gotten together. And per usual, over the last year, a lot of things have happened. And, of course, we're in the throes of, of COVID and working through the transition of COVID madness from one dear leader to another and it doesn't seem like there's any any more clarity um which i imagine is contributing a little bit to your madness would that be correct lydia yeah everything's making me mad everyone is an idiot probably myself included but people are just at an all-time idiot right now give some examples um well you my most recent one that i think is really dumb um is this like consulting agency that is certifying whether buildings are healthy and safe um i think it's called like well health safety shield mm-hmm. and if you see it on a building you know that it's safe um it is it is so dumb i don't even know where to begin how dumb um my understanding from all of the experts in science that that I know on Facebook and, and social media tells me that these things are transmitted from people, not from buildings. And so I don't care how many protocols and uh, ventilation and whatever else you have reformatted into your building. If you have a nose picker that comes into your building and doesn't wash their hands in the bathroom, what are you fighting against? I don't understand. It is stupid and dumb and it is a way to price out people that cannot financially afford to meet these credentials and it's dumb. And that's what pissed me off yesterday. What pissed me off today. I haven't quite decided yet. Well, let's listen for, for those of us who aren't aware, I have a, a minute 25 uh, clip from well health uh, that goes over kind of the source of your current rage and we can. Well, this was yesterday's rage, but still pretty recent. Okay. Let's, let's do it. Let's listen to <laughs> What, what Well has to say. The COVID-19 pandemic has highlighted the critical role our buildings play in supporting our health, safety, and well-being, as more than 90% of our time is spent indoors. As an operator or owner of a business, we know you are eager to protect your employees, visitors, and other stakeholders, and instill trust and confidence in your efforts in creating safe spaces. 
Introduced by the International Well Building Institute, the world's leading certification body for healthy buildings, the Well Health Safety Rating for Facility Operations and Management is an evidence-based framework combining research, resources, and protocols to help you prioritize strategies to implement in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. It also allows you to third-party validate the actions you have already taken. The Well Health Safety Rating covers cleaning and sanitization procedures, emergency preparedness programs, health service resources, air and water quality management, as well as stakeholder engagement and communication. The Well Health Safety Seal is a visible mark of your organization's commitment to the health and safety of your employees, visitors, and other stakeholders. Let the Well Health Safety Seal do the communicating for you. Learn more about the Well Health Safety Rating at wellhealthsafety.com. So do you think we'll see this spread over the next number of months? I hope with every fiber of my being, no. I hope no. Yeah, I do so too. what is this? Is this, I don't really know much about this, but uh, is this something that like, it, um, it's like a statutory thing that um, they like buildings need to um, comply with um, like this well health type of standard um, in order to like like rent in order to accept tenants or um, maintain tenants is this what this is going going with right now in your area lit you know well my my understanding is it's the private entity that is certifying buildings as being I think to me the thing the word that comes up when I think about this is compliant um compliant in policies um in how like both in sort of the um nuts and bolts of the building but also in the policies from the buildings that inhabit these so-called buildings um and how how compliant they are with with what this uh private entity says needs to be done to healthfully and safely fight COVID-19. Um, that's my understanding of it. You know, I, I kind of, I've, I've been going back and forth with other uh, libertarian or liberty-minded friends of mine about this. And um, sort of the pushback I've gotten on it is that it, it is a private certification. So like my understanding is it's the same thing as saying something is like certified organic, right? Or like, um, uh, what's the other one for like, um, for like energy efficient appliances, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's not actually a public certification or mandate or anything like that. It's not through the government, but it's from entities that I'm sure will be lobbying and will be pursuing, you know, grants and funding from the government to, to convince the public that they're not safe unless these policies are, are agreed to and followed. That's my understanding. Yeah. yeah. And, and there was I'm wrong, oh, go ahead. But... sorry i was i spoke spoke over you at the at the end there uh but there's a there's a press release that i think sums it up pretty well it's it, it looks to be to just like lydia said push more compliance and this was released yesterday um, what was said in this release is as the world continues to battle COVID-19 and communities strive to get back to business, it is more important than ever to raise confidence in the safety of buildings and shared spaces. Today, Lady Gaga, Jennifer Lopez, Michael B. Jordan, Robert De Niro, Venus Williams, Wolfgang Puck, Deepak Chopra, and 
the 17th Surgeon General, Richard Kimona, came together in a new integrated ad campaign to raise awareness about the importance of the Well Health Safety Rating, an evidence-based third-party designation to verify that a building or space has taken the necessary steps to prioritize the health and safety of their staff, visitors, and other stakeholders. The ambassadors encourage people to look for buildings and spaces with Well Health Safety Seal, with the Well Health Safety Seal, on their windows or doors to feel more confident in their decision to go inside. So it's just another money grab, essentially. I mean, like, aren't like everyone paying attention to like, like all these businesses and, you know, hotels and um, apartments, aren't they like supposedly already following CDC guidelines? Isn't that enough already? I mean, I feel like that's already enough of a burden. And now they want to slap in something called a well health, initiative and just have like another middleman to to do all this come on even just at a fundamental like fundamental level of like what is wrong with humanity that you are afraid to enter a building unless it has this logo on it what is wrong with you what is wrong with the human race that this is something that you need to have peace of mind that is like utterly terrifying to me like i was talking to another friend about this yesterday or maybe today and like like to me like i i pose the example of like okay i have two businesses next to each other one has a sign that says we wash our hands and the other one doesn't that doesn't mean that the people in the other business don't wash their hands they're just not posturing about it you know what i mean it's just stupid it's just it's creating it's creating straw man fears and then like and and then creating these compliant policies to to make people have to adhere to them um unnecessarily it's just i'm sorry it's just stupid there's just no other word it's just dumb it is stupid and it is dumb yeah in in my my mind it certainly ties in with the compliance theme capitalizing on it if you don't comply or don't trust these businesses are serving those who who comply you really shouldn't uh focus on those businesses focus on the ones that do uh so the ones who who don't and and i think the last time Lydia, you and I were on a podcast, we discussed what is it going to take for people to kind of push back or fight back against this type of thing. And mm-hmm. I, to me, it's become quite clear that it's not going to take anything. The, the, the lines have been drawn in the sand. People are on one side or another. There's no, there no longer is, it's not a matter of uh, convincing people that this is a bad idea. They either believe it is or it's not. And these businesses are cozying up to those who are. And who's to say that, I I certainly wouldn't mind seeing a more libertarian conservative take on this saying a counter seal or something like like that, or saying we we don't need this. Or or because really, I think 50% of the population probably falls in line to what we're talking about where this is ridiculous and 50% of the population is like, absolutely. We need to, you know, we need to make sure that this, these businesses do have a seal and are certified. Well, and I'm not even here to say that there can't be private certifications for things. Like I, you know, I'm not even saying that this, you know, is not like should not legally exist or can't exist. What, what, what disturbs me to no end is, is that people have relinquished their ability to assess their own risk and to um and to just be functioning adults it's 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 it breaks my heart it is like this 
saddest, most pathetic thing that has come out of this whole thing is that people have relinquished all decision-making and weighing pros and cons and risk assessment to, to elsewhere. They have outsourced all of it. And it is, it is dangerous and it is weak and it is stupid. And it's just, how are you supposed to function as an adult human being if you can't decide if a building is safe to go into or not? And I'm not even here to say that there shouldn't be certifications or specifications of like, you know, building codes or whatever else, right? Like, none of these things can't exist. But like, like, the notion that you are like, like, having to decide, am I safe to go inside unless I see this stupid seal? It's just ridiculous. Um, and, and, and it's not like these things are being touted by experts. It's like celebrities, right? Like this is all, it's all a social and psychological campaign for people to relinquish their own agency and their own ability to assess risks and make decisions for themselves, which can be bad decisions and good decisions. Every single person is going to make a bad decision or a good decision. And, and that's just life. That's just how things work. Um, but but the fact that people are, I think, in the last year have revealed themselves to to kind of like put their hands up and 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 just relinquish that that responsibility. But also uh, but it's, it's a responsibility, but it's also, I think, a fundamental right is to be able to to make decisions for yourself. And it's just to me, this is like I said, it's not so much a political or legal thing as it is a social cultural thing and it's really for me pretty disturbing yeah and we've we've kind of talked about the partisan divide where it, it seems to clearly be there on you know the left side which is a it's roughly 50 50 as we saw with the presidential election quantified that relatively well it's a razor thin separation between the two sides you have one side that's wholeheartedly willing to acquiesce their decision making power to a more trusted authority uh, which is uh, the, the the progressive ideology and democratic party and we see this more in urban areas and less so in rural areas and you have the other side that is quite skeptical and gets pounded upon if they bring up their skepticism um, because in the progressive collective eye their skepticism isn't rooted in quote-unquote science and their stuff is so it's in science it's scientifically proven that for example if you have a cleaner building with better uh, with ventilation, with masks, with correct uh, cleaning protocols that you're going to be safer and you should frequent these businesses. But I think the frustration that I feel and I'm, I'm relatively certain that you feel is that it's all malarkey. It's, it's, it's untruth being pushed down and really costing uh, the collective psychologically and economically and there doesn't appear to be any at least in my view there doesn't appear to be much of a path to to change what's going on um yeah yeah i mean like i'm like for me at least on on one level like 
I almost don't even care like how it divides on partisan lines. You know what I mean? Like to me, I think this is just like a fundamental human thing. Like if you have two competing businesses and one is politically or financially well-connected or is started by a trust fund kid or it it is political though. It is political. They, these entities are connected to the left. It is in my mind, it's very much a partisan thing. It, It shouldn't be, but, it, so, it is. Yes. So it probably is, but but I I guess my point is that like if at least for me the goal is of of expressing and and proliferating these ideas and and I think I think presenting them in a partisan framework creates roadblocks. But it is reality. I mean, it might create roadblocks, sure, sure, but it it sure. is it is the current state of the situation. Sure, I'm not. I'm not disputing that it's reality. I'm just saying I don't think it's effective. It's it's being quite effective for the left. Uh, I don't. I think it's probably equally effective on both sides. I think anyone that's inclined to be rigidly partisan is going to eat up whatever their side says. And, and I guess when I when I say the left or progressive, the ideology is sharp left right now, as far as what's generally being seen as as acceptable um masks uh the posture of businesses what can be open uh really any other pre- prevailing um well here's metric a question or guideline oh sorry go ahead so that, so it it shouldn't be but it to me it, it is yeah Here, here's a question and i hadn't really i'm i'm kind of thinking on the fly here but mm-hmm. Um, like pushback I get from, from friends of mine on the, on the left leaning side at times is that masks should not be a, um, should not be a political issue. It's a, it's just a, it's, it's a fact or it's a science, right? It's a, that's political right there though. Scientific device, right? It's a, it's a protective item. But when they Um, say that, that's political, that's. To me, that's intrinsic. That's an intrinsically political statement. They're saying you're. Th- this should be discounted because the science is correct. This is correct. But the problem with that is the science. If you look at it from pre- predominantly the right side, if you look at the quote-unquote science or what 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 I would more accurately say is data or metrics, what they're mm-hmm. what they're discussing is not true. It's mm-hmm. it's false. It's a straw man argument. But, right. but here's what I think the distinction needs to be. I think the distinction needs to be the mandate of these things, right? There's, there, there, there's, there was prior to March, March 2020, there was no law that said you can't walk around with fabric on your face, right? I think, I think that's an important distinction of like, you know, and, and I guess the sort of science is what fuels those mandates and policies right quote unquote science it's their science it's not real science and i think we've discussed real science as being a method of discovery it's not it's not ordained fact and that's the way that that word is being thrown about on the on the left and that if you anyone knows who 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 can think about this logically that that's not how science works it's a moving target it's not a fixed it's not a fixed point Right, and I agree with that wholeheartedly. I'm just saying, in terms of in ta- in terms of talking it talking about it in sort of a partisan Republican Democrat um, left and right 
sort of framework. Um, you know, it's, it's not necessarily inherently wearing masks that is the partisan thing. It's the, it's the implementation of government for all of these policies, which, like I said, it, it's, you know, the, the sort of quote unquote rigid and, and non, uh, unquestioned and unchallenged quote unquote science is, is a part of that. But, um, I think, I think where it becomes partisan or where it becomes political is when, is, is when the, uh, uh, government policies that are used to implement these things. Right. And these are worldwide government policy working in concert. And I think we've talked about this yeah. and joked about it a little bit. And it's been mentioned on other shows. And we specifically on the signal chat that we all that we often exchange thoughts through have referenced uh, Build Back Better being a uh, United Nations agenda. Um, overarching progressive goal. Uh, there could certainly be far left leanings towards that communistic leanings looking to divide and conquer psychologically so when i when i frame it in a party context to me it, it very much is it's a partisan and psychological type of situation um yeah that... yeah no i'm not i'm not disagreeing with that it that these things split pretty definitively over party lines um i just I don't know. I'm personally really done with both political part, both major American political parties. And, and, and so I'm trying to approach these things from a, um, I don't know, from a values or from a non political perspective or viewpoint, because I just, I don't see, I don't see there being any sort of, um, open-minded conversation with anyone when you start from a, red blue elephant donkey framework for your conversation do you know what i mean I yeah know i know what you sense. mean but unfortunately that's the situation that's what we're dealing with it's nice if that wasn't the situation i would absolutely love it and that has been something i think is that has been discussed amongst the three of us uh that a more um sovereign individual measured approach would be great and it would be a great thing to have ideally and to influence uh, the conversation both within our immediate circle and the extended circle of people uh, dealing with this because it's a worldwide situation but it's it's not being done and I not to be overtly cynical but I don't think it will be done uh, there is a um, a significant battle that is forming and it is a political one and it's going to be a socioeconomic one and it's going to be i think it's going to continue to get much much worse before it gets better um so i certainly empathize and relate to your plight of wanting to not look at it as a partisan thing but it's i i don't know danny have you seen anything like I think about, it, I haven't seen anything that is more over, overtly political that has affected more people in my life than than this situation. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, like restaurants being closed, and um, we're not able to go, you know, any almost we basically couldn't like enjoy like the typical freedoms 
you know, going out to bars and I'm not sure if I think, I, I mean, restaurants are open now, which is good. After the election, sure after Joe Biden's in office, right. coincidentally. Yep. Just, and then now it, they're saying like schools are beginning to be safe to go to. After um, an election. Right. right? Uh, I, it, it's, I, mean, I feel like, yeah, like this is kind of going like it's, it's like a coordinated effort almost, you know, just seeing these, uh, these, these patterns um yeah it's it's just kind of mind-boggling how how this is kind of going on and like i think california um governor is it newson um sorry yep. if i pronounce his nope. name wrong the governor um yep. yeah like he's, he's he mentioned that he's going to open up uh california after now, an so election it's like, yeah it's um i don't know it just seems like perfect timing like now it seems like everything is okay, you know, um, that, you know, we can start opening and then, yeah, it's, I don't know, like I'm not an expert. I don't know how we can prove that this is like all like a planned attack, but it, you know, it just seems like there's that common correlation um, from the other side to just kind of having this going on. Like all of a sudden everything is starting to be okay slowly. Well, and and I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing with you, Eric. I, I, I recognize that these things are are pretty definitively partisan and and split along ideological and political party lines. Um, but but the the thought that I have, and I don't really know the answer to this question. I don't know that I am informed enough to have have to know what the answer is. But but how do people change their minds, right? If someone goes from Republican to Democrat, or Democrat to Republican, or right to left, do they do that? in a very clear split of like they, you know, they immediately or uniformly adopt that entire philosophy or is it like an incremental shift? I don't know the answer to that. I think for most people, it doesn't happen. I think most people stick to one side or another. Some, and it happens in different ways for others. Uh, some migrate one way to another. Um, but as, as, as much as I can discern, uh, politics are are incredibly... Um, personal and the way yeah. the that lens is shaped uh, is shaped a lot as a child for most people and doesn't it it moves some into adulthood but stays fixated for most some mm -hmm. you, the individuals who don't get past the five-year-old mentality of why uh, their their perspective is about learning and shifting and taking in new information and you're 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 open to to change, but I, I don't think most people are. I think most people are kind of there, and that's 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 their lens. So then, what's 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 the point? <laughs> it's a tough situation. That's that's kind of the point. <laughs> it is. Uh, no, I mean, like that's kind of to be honest, that's kind of the philosophy I've adopted. Is like, okay, like, are people going to change their minds or not going to change their no. minds? Like. I don't think you know, a lot I've are. kind of taken the position of like, I really don't care for either major option currently available. So like, I'm kind of writing the independent nonpartisan. Let me just point out things that are hypocrisies. And you're about the 1% of the population, one to 2%. There. I know that. I know that I'm, I am special in that way. You are um, a snowflake. But, but, um, but yeah, I mean, like, I just, I don't. I don't know to me and, and everyone has their own, their own sort of path to chart on these things. But for me, at least like I would rather be doing my own thing than to preaching to one half of the choir 
um, knowing full well that by doing so, I'm tuning out the entire other half. I would rather be thought of as able to think critically and recognize flaw and success on either or both sides and being as, as you know, obviously no one's able to be completely independent, but as, as unbiased and independent as, as can be. Right. And I think you do a fantastic job at that. And I don't know, Danny, do you think in your experience in work, you know, in relating to people, it's just, do you think a lot of people will change on this or do you think we're in kind of a situation of where the general, I, see, I don't think people fundamentally change their beliefs. I think in terms of party lines, um, they may change because they see like an opportunity to do so. Um, and then they'll do like, the, I think the most recent one was uh, like one of the Democrats, uh, you know, turning into the GOP at this, like this name is like Jeff Van Drew or something like that. Like, I, I, I don't know, like, exactly why but like i'm sure like a lot i I don't know i feel like there's because there's like an opportunity um to do so um people would do that and whether it's you know certain deals and um, benefits that they receive from doing it but like i don't know just going back to like red blue like a lot of the things that are not very different you know per se at least you know my opinion um you know there are certain things that are different but like uh there's i don't know we, we've talked about this like a long time like you know whether you're red and blue they're just like you know none of like us libertarian uh thinking people and more independence like we just we just don't like them it's just what they say i mean both parties believe in like huge spending on just mm-hmm. but different things but it's like it's just it's just horrendous so i don't know at least that's kind of what i think no it makes sense and so and i you know, kind of I, I put together a list of things to discuss joe biden i don't know if that's even worth worth discussing is a, a new president who largely will carry on the same type of policy as trump with a little bit more of a war footing, probably based on the fact that he's already sent troops into Syria and will agitate the Middle East a little bit more. But you really don't see much of a difference between the two uh, fundamentally on the policy perspective, but just a little bit more rhetoric from Trump on freedom and and then his crazy way of delivering those ideas. Uh, but the, the the frustrating thing, I think, for all of us. I mean, we're living in a dystopian time. Who would have imagined a year ago that would be this? This our lives would be like this. That you, you really aren't going out. You're stupid. Constantly... It is. It is stupid. It's just. It is stupid. Right. And and the and the thing that Lydia and I were discussing earlier is, I, I was lamenting on what's the, what's the point of even fighting it. It seems like COVID's going to win. We're going to have a virus that's going to mutate. It's already mutated a few times. We're going to have vaccines that people take, and you'll need another vaccine. Uh, there has never been a vaccine for the common cold. It's a form of the coronavirus. Why is there going to be a vaccine that's going to work for COVID-19 or 20 or 21 or 23 or whatever is going to happen? Um, so to me, it seems to be a long slog, and it's very frustrating um, looking at the divide and looking at how it is so politicized. 
because my guess is things will be more open than they are now in six months, but we'll still be wearing masks or people, most people will feel like should be wearing masks for years now, I think. Um, and it just seems to be a situation where, uh, what's the point of getting too agitated about it? Um, I've, the thought it's crossed my mind that at some point in time, if it's just so much of a pain in the ass, I'll just leave and move somewhere else. Um, leave the country or, or, or go somewhere else. Oh, no, I've, I've been thinking about that too. So how can I get like dual citizenship and, and all that? Um, this, I haven't really found it yet. Uh, I know like the easiest way is to go to Panama, but unfortunately Panama doesn't accept, uh, you know, U.S. passports if you decide to become a citizen of Panama. But um, no, I've been kind of thinking of that to myself and say, okay, if this starts to go to shit and, you know, what happens if there's like a civil war, I might not want to be here. Probably shouldn't even buy a house now to think about it because of that. Um, but yeah, no, I've been thinking about that too. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's a real thought. Um, going galt, right? Uh, from uh, from Ayn Rand's book, um, uh, what happens when uh, the good people just give up? They look at the situation. It's and it's so idiotic. It's so insane. They're like, let's congregate somewhere else. This is bullshit. And to me, it seems mm -hmm. like, hey, that could be. Maybe that's a possibility. Maybe that could happen. Right. So is this where is this where we insert an advertisement or a call to arms to the dedicated listeners, whoever they may be, of this podcast to support our seasteading efforts, or when do we do that? <laughs> uh, potentially, and, and the leader that's that seasteading. People, we need stand, your money. We need the, your money. <laughs> we need <laughs> donations, and I'm trying to. Kirk's trying to. He, he says he's close. I want to bring him in, but um, Kirk is always close. He is. Uh, yeah, it's close. We don't need to add another hour or so in this. Yeah, yeah we're we're about 20, 25 minutes away, but it it is you know seasteading another country. Uh, do you guys think could that be a reality at some point in time? Could we get down this path, or will this be eradicated in a year or two? I'm I'm really skeptical as to whether or not it's going to be eradicated anytime soon. Uh, gosh, I don't know. I can only give it so much. I can only give it so much of my, my time, energy and, uh, mental and emotional bandwidth, I guess. But I don't know. I mean, if this is done by March, great. That would be ideal. Um, if this is a lifelong thing, I have to reevaluate a little bit. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think I think if anyone if everyone has come to one conclusion over the last ten or twelve months that 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 the unexpected can happen and and the unthinkable can happen and and I think I think more than ever at least for myself people are um, are are really kind of digging into you know what are my core and most personal values um, and and to what extent am I willing to to stand for those things and to to bend those things. Um, and where is that line? So I don't know. I don't know what the timeline is, but um, I think I think everyone has limits and breaking points. Um, I think we must always 
And in every circumstance, she cleared that that nonviolence is the way to to uh, conduct those breaking points. But um, yeah, I think, you know, I think people can only be um, constrained in these in these most basic ways for so long. Um, Oh, look at that. There's Kirk. Um, (laughs) um, I don't know. That's what I think. Yeah, Kirk. Where, I, look uh, down at my, I like look down at my, but where at my phone, and I'm like, oh, it's Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> What's up, Messiah? <laughs> He's on hey, mute. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello. Sorry, that was that was quite the effort. It's, it's good that you. What in the world? You can make it. We're just uh, going over. Um, SEAL certification for buildings and the partisan divide uh, associated with COVID and going Galt, giving up, you know, can people really change? And then you joined as we were talking about giving up. Things can change. (laughs) And be built back better, right, Kirk? Right. I'm so excited for it. It's going to be great. (laughs) Can does not mean it will. <clears throat> Danny, it's all very daunting. Danny yes. I think you sound like a political dissident with your skepticism there. <laughs> I am just so. Are so you guys optimistic, this. or are you uh, not so optimistic? What's your take? I guess on the matter. I guess I missed everything, but yeah, I'm. I am generally not optimistic. I'm to the point where what's the point of talking to people about it? And you know, eventually, could it be? A situation where I just decide to opt out of the situation altogether, um, and we've discussed that. But uh, don't know. Hopefully, hopefully we. I think we all just want to get back to normal times, and it seems like it's going to be a while until that that happens. Well, that's kind of my thing. Is like, how? When do you? I mean, what's going to be normal in the future anymore? There's never going to be a normal. Like before, that's, in that's, my opinion, that's the thing, right? Like, and that's the thing I've been pushing back on in in individual one-on-one conversations is like when people say like, "Well, this is the new normal." Like, I've actually told people like, when you say that, it makes me want to kill myself. Like, <laughs> or you. <laughs> when you that, like when you say that, you are accepting defeat when you say that. Um, we cannot. We we have to push back on that in terms of this idea of new normal because. Because that is is fundamentally how you relinquish your freedoms and your liberties and your and your your inherently given right to assess your own risks and to live your life in the means in which you so choose. And and that's not to say that that cannot be a thoughtful, caring, uh, fill in the blank with whatever sort of uh, you know warm and fuzzy words you want to use, but like. As, as soon as someone says the words like like it's truly like a I just I hear them like completely exhale all hope and all and all uh, their freedom really is like this is the new normal you have you have given up you have completely you are waving the white flag and accepted that this is is okay and this is tolerable as a new living condition moving forward. And it is not. Social interaction is a human need. If there's one thing I have learned through this whole thing, it is that social interaction is a human need 
and to throw your hands up and say, I don't need this, or I have been told that I don't need this and I agree is it's defeat. That's all it is. It's defeat. I'm pretty pissed off today, Kirk, if you haven't already. (laughs) I like to hear it. I like to hear the fire, the passion. Yeah. Uh, it's good. The, uh, I, I go through it all the time. I I definitely get fired up at the same time. I, I really think this is a land or a time for opportunity coming up. I think people are going to be looking for value and they're not going to find it anywhere. And so people will coalesce. And I think people with their heads on straight, aka libertarians, it tends to be. I think uh, people are going to look to them and find you know, new ways of uh, thinking about things. The remnant, as Ron Paul refers to them, always kind of there and not asserting themselves, but available when they're, when they absolutely are needed or when they're required. Yeah. Uh, I thought the, I thought of a good analogy today. You know, it's uh we talk a lot about sheep and everything, but it's like, you know, <clears throat> I just don't get this concept of being safe. It really bothers me that things need to be safe, protected, virus-free, clean. I, it's just like, when in humanity do we ever need to be like this? It's like, we can take things from the wild and make them safe. We can put them in pens, corral, you know, farms. Or the best thing is, you know, we're all fish. You know, we say that there's always fish in the sea, more fish in the sea. Um, fish live in a dog-eat-dog world, you know. But once you put them in a little fishbowl, they can be completely safe as long as you don't put other predators in there or something and keep it, keep it, feed it, you know. And that's, is, is that, when when I hear people claiming that, oh, yeah, got to wear a mask, got to be safe. Yeah, you can go live in a freaking fishbowl then. Or a zoo. You know? Or a zoo, right? I don't know what that, or a zoo? Well, or a zoo. Oh, 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 a zoo. Or a zoo. Here's, in a cage. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Good. Yeah, I mean, so if that's if that that's what's being pushed is this whole control system of putting you in a pen. And I like I just think of fishbowl. We can see it out. We can see that you know there's risks in life, and if you don't want to be it, go put yourself in a fishbowl. Don't be in the river. Don't be in a lake. Well, and, and I think God forbid being in an ocean. I think that's the that's the biggest lie, right? Like that's the biggest lie is that all all risks can be completely or almost completely eliminated. Um, that is, if, if that's not an outright lie, it's about as close to one that you can get to, right? Like it is, it is impossible to eliminate the possibility of anything remotely negative ever happening. You know, like I don't care how fluffy and nice your compound is and how many to use one of Eric's favorite words, amenities you have. Um, <laughs> Um, in your compound, your compound can still be hit by an asteroid and that's just life. You know what I mean? Like these things, they're the, the biggest lie of all of this is that all risk and negative anything can be completely and totally eliminated. That's just part of living. And that's just part of life is you have to sort of choose your own actions and lifestyles and behaviors and courses of moving forward and courses of action to to best navigate what those negative occurrences may be but you cannot eliminate them entirely and then you want to talk about a scientific fact i feel like that's about as close to one as you can get 
you know, is that you can't eliminate the possibility of anything negative ever happening. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's baffling to think that you can, I personally still don't believe this virus is real. I, I think it's still all made up and I, I've yet to be proven otherwise in my opinion. And it's, uh, and, and I'm willing to concede I'm wrong. Even if it is real, it doesn't matter. It's a fact of life. It's not going away. And if you look at the if numbers, it's real, if it is and it's, real. And it's the most undeadly virus of all times, in my opinion. Well, the, the numbers bear it out. If it, it, Regardless if you think it's real or not, if it may be psychosomatic or you have um, other illnesses rolled up as COVID deaths or whatever, even with the the, the numbers, there there's no... there's there's no significant change in total death count. There hasn't been over the last couple, over the last two years. It's been the same. And you have a middle band of quote unquote COVID related deaths. And we, I think we've all discussed how any number of shenanigans have most likely taken place in order to quantify that number. So it's most likely much larger than it probably is. Uh, so even with those large numbers, there's, really not any more people that die from the COVID than from influenza. And you, and you can, you can look at some influenza numbers and how they just dropped death numbers. They've just dropped almost to zero over the last year and COVID's taken over those numbers. So there, Uh, there is that. I think that's a really good point on your part, Kirk and Lydia is, I mean, there's risk mitigation, but that's a part of life. If you are that concerned about it, really, ideally, wear a mask, get your vaccine, don't go someplace. But it, you're, it really, the world is really not any more dangerous now than it was a year and a half ago. That's the. I think that's for me. That's the really frustrating piece and how well, it's being no, painted. Well, no, the, da- the a, world is much danger, more dangerous right now, and it's not because COVID, of the virus. From a it's because viral of lockdowns and people struggling, people fearful. And I, I, I'm a big believer in, uh, in energy and uh, placebo effects. So if you have a placebo effect that can heal, you can have a placebo effect that can harm as well. So if you're focused on Suicide, fear and uh, drug and drug use, et cetera. Well, there's just any number of things. I, and, and I, the science has yet to be proven. The virus has not been isolated. I don't know how there can be a new variant when you can't even isolate the virus. Uh, everything that they release just gains more credence to me that this is nothing more than the regular sickness that we have labeled colds and flu with a new electrical twist of 5G through Starlink. I think that's what we're waiting for, Kirk, that analysis right there. Sweet. (laughs) Bring in the weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's all yours now, I guess. <laughs> but we all know. See, I, I link in this to a, a tsunami. Right now, we all know everything is effed up. There is so much mayhem being generated. Everything is upside down. The tide has been sucked out, and there's just many marvels to be looked at and just disbelief. Everyone's in shock, you know, walking around. And, and we all know there's this giant wave crashing on us, and you don't even know what to do. We're on a small island. You can't even go and hardly 
go and find anything to shelter yourself in place. Or, I mean, for long term, we all are bearing down, dealing dealing with it, trying to make heads or tails of it. But where where does this go? Where it, it just there's no rhyme or reason other than political and orange man bad to get them out. And now they're trying to gain, figure out how to corral everyone back into. Uh, let's figure out how to right the ship now. And it's far too late because the system was broken to start with. Can I can I plant a seed for a future podcast? Yes, you can. My own personal preferred conspiracy theory. Okay. That Donald Trump is a Democratic plant. I don't want to get into it tonight, but I would like to have a podcast about it. All right. I think that could be easily talked about for sure. I mean, he yeah. drew no government more than anyone right else. <laughs> she wants he's to end the thought. Of all he's the best big government of all time. I just, it's, it, it baffles me. And that's why, I, Lydia, I've said this in our group chats all the time. Donald Trump will go down as one of the best presidents of all time. If you take the specu, you know, the specifics of government and data that media and big government would love to throw at you, Donald Trump will win it all. I don't want to, I don't want to get into it right now. It's that is my all preferred right. conspiracy theory and I would like to have a podcast about it, do it at a future in time. Yeah, within the next month or so. Uh, uh, I think we need a few months. I think I think I think all needs to be revealed. Okay. Well, I I can definitely be the con contrarian to that but so no, but at the same time i can argue I don't for even it. Know if it's true but it's just my own personal preferred conspiracy because um yeah i think i think donald trump is the perfect storm for for democrats and the media to come in on their high horse and implement total and complete control over um all aspects of human life and i think there is at least some very small percentage of a possibility that there are nefarious forces that put him up as sort of the uh, the enemy to be defeated. But again, I don't want to get into it right now. Well, how but about we just how about personal, we dabble a little? Why not? My personal preferred conspiracy theory for <laughs> another day. Can I can I bear my opinion in this? Yes, please, please. <clears throat> I believe Trump thought he was doing the right, and I think he was fed lies from the get go. I think this was all a scam. Everything, right? Q so, QAnon was a scam. Oh yeah. When that's going around you. And for him not to realize it or, you know, either it was real or if it if it's not real, he should have been on top of it. So then I'd say he's just a failure and not as smart as he should be. And he's not even remotely anything other than just a figurehead. So it'd go a little more on line with you, Lydia. But right. I think he I think this was a form of a deep state plot to enact this all. Right. So so, Kirk, when you say. When you say you think he was being fed lies, what I would like to explore, again, not to sound like a broken record, at a future date and time, who is feeding him those lies? Because I really do think maybe it's a 1% or 2% chance, but I really think that that is – anyways, that's my preferred conspiracy theory. And I don't want to talk about it any more than, than what I've already said. Um, well, time, I think, time I think needs there's... to play out and everything, and we can speculate yeah, on yeah. it. And it's going to be fun to speculate okay. because – I agree. Everyone is very emotional right now about everything, and and we'll 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 see. There is more to come in that in that area as he sets up the uh, what is it the office of the former president or something along those something lines. Something like that, yeah. As it he, just cracks me up. Yeah, as he's looking to continue his agenda with his yeah. with his former well, staff. I, 
I definitely called that one. <laughs> I told everyone that would listen that that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh... I'm going to throw on the Freddy freeloader music, and we can wrap this up within about five minutes or so, so we can keep to a reasonable length that we sh- that we um, strive for. Well, let's talk about the future real quick. What do you guys? Yeah, come on, Eric. Five minutes to talk about the future. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we can move into what the future the next podcast too. Say? It's a full moon out there, you know. The crystal's being recharged. Let's, let's spill it. Let's, let's, let's let it out. <laughs> That's true. Is it a full moon tonight? I don't know. My cat has been going crazy, so I was like, it must be a full moon. And then today, yeah, it's, it's full. I don't know if it's waning or waxing right now or if it's full but it's 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 large it's good the moon base is out there staring staring us down but here's a very short term this is so i as i have stated throughout this uh this thing um i am i'm picking my battles um and i'm trying to do so in a is in the most independent manner possible um, one battle I have identified that I am convinced there is no moral or reasonable argument against is ending the war in Afghanistan. Does anyone in this podcast think that that will happen in the next year or ever, or if so, when? <laughs> no. We're in Syria now. Yep. Again. Yeah. It just cracks me up. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No, oh, we got the, the neocons are back. They're back in control. You, you you associate with liberals more than we do, I assume. Because what do they think right now? What's going on with Biden's actions? What what do they think is going on with his actions? Yeah, I mean, like, well, I mean, does I mean, does so anyone I mean, think like what the hell is going on right now? Like, they're talking about I, rounding people up, putting them in re-education camps. Uh, <laughs> I think this is. I think this is, and this is it's not China I, here. Not 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 quite yet. This is something I've identified as being one of it, one of, if not the biggest problem in the last year, is is the uh, media. Um, I think I think there is, and 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 personally, I have become a outspoken fan of Glenn Greenwald. If anyone listening to this podcast has not heard his November interview with Nick Gillespie, you should listen to it yesterday. Um, but I think I think the media is um very much complicit in in not holding joe biden and his administration and more largely or broadly the democrats um not holding their feet to to the fire in any sort of meaningful or policy-based way um joe biden owns a dog that's an important news story Uh, joe biden is nice right he's a decent good person um joe biden has a peloton right like this is this is the important, hard-hitting news that we have our hardworking and clearly well-meaning journalists to thank for. Um, Which, and I think, Lydia, I would interject real quick, and this goes back to the partisan divide. A lot yeah. of these, the media is, especially mass media, is influenced by the CIA and the deep state, which is progressive and slant, associated with neoconservatives. So as a result, a lot of the larger publications, Washington Post, New York Times, where a lot of the, these stories, CNN, percolate through, yeah. they're 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 basically blowhorns for the progressive agenda. 
Yeah. No, Eric, I'm not. I'm yeah. not disagreeing with you yeah. on this partisan thing. I yeah. I think we agree on that. I I'm just. I think we just take different, um, different paths in terms of how to um, how to um, destabilize it. I guess, if you will. Sure. Um, and I don't know. And like I said earlier, I don't know what the right answer is. Do people, you know, do a hard break off of their off of their philosophical or political views? Is it an incremental sort of you know, one, one, you know, eating an elephant one bite at a time kind of thing? Or is it, or is it something that like we talked about also that just never happens? I don't know. Um, personally, I've taken the approach of trying to be as nonpartisan and independent as possible. Um, because I think that, I think not doing so damages your credibility. Well, it's just but your, I don't per- know. It's your personality not. and it's authentic and taking that approach. Cause that is your approach, right? To do right. it any other way would be, would, would, would just, to be fake essentially right 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 but anyways i think uh kirk to answer your question um in terms of what are people on the left thinking about the war in afghanistan and and joe biden's policies towards it they are not because the media is not planting that seed in their head right we so we, we know about it because we read Bingo. you know under it a bit we, we read into what's actually going on rather than percolating right. to the mass media Right, so that's something I've been trying to do is plant that seed in the... How do you the, plant the seed of critical thought into people who aren't interested in that? Um, I, I can't disclose my tactics on this podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but they're, 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 they're in play. They're in play, yeah. Mainly they're rage-fueled. Rage, uh, and uh, I don't know, it seems like right now with quarantine and crap, like it's mainly social media-based. But um, yeah, I can't. I can't share too much on that. Well, one thing I, I haven't heard from you guys or talk about today is that, or we haven't talked in person or over, you know, other than chats. But uh, I believe that this is all. Why, why this is so shocking to everyone is because. We all build our lives around what is going on around us. We we hate we might hate the system, but it, it's it's a fact of reality. We all choose end up choosing our life paths, and we're wrapped up in a system. And the system is being re. You're on mute. And I personally believe COVID's completely fake, and it's a it's a smokescreen of uh, you know this fourth industrial revolution being brought upon us because of the dollars destruction and we've been talking about this forever how you know what the dollar is going to collapse none of the systems you know sustainable and this is and we've talked about another podcast about like what was wrong with people back you know 100 years ago when the federal reserve was being created i think there was turmoil just created just like this and it's just you know ignored and this is just how people can and Enact policy is by smoke screens and diversions and it's a magic trick and all this has been laid out in a plan and, and I think it's all going uh, hunky-dory. Hysteria is a very powerful weapon. And another, another thought on that, and I've thrown this out before, is that history is cyclical. And you can generally look back... 80 to 100 years into the past and you can see the same situation humanity is is generational and you you generally see the same type of pattern happen over and over and over again and it's just a natural part of human 
evolution and revolution um, and we'll go through this current situation and to Kirk's point probably come out better for it but the process of getting to that point most likely will be pretty painful for some physically for others psychologically and it's just it's the way that the rhythms of humanity works um yeah i don't i i know you've mentioned that in the past eric i'm i'm have not read on that enough to have an informed thought on that but it it it, it makes sense i mean i think there's a lot of things in in the living world that are cyclical in nature and i think it's uh, certainly plausible but I, I don't know enough about it to, to add much more than that yeah and i've mentioned a couple of books generations in the fourth turning which kind of chronicle that and they're very interesting in that regard and you can and they go back 500 years in modern history and and document uh history generationally so that means every 18 to 20 years and you can look and you can see similar things happen a full lifetime ago which is about 80 years so you have four generations built into that and you start to see a rhythm or cycle form you know things are different like like mark twain said history doesn't necessarily repeat itself but it rhymes um, yeah and and i i think that is a distinct most likely as much as I can discern is probably a reality. Um, and, and my answer? is it a good, what's that? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm being contrarian. I was going to say, is that, is that, is that science? <laughs> no, that's not science. Oh, okay. No, <laughs> it's more, more philosophical, but I, I think it's <laughs> certainly, certainly, uh, very, very possible. And we could, you know, type of people that are going to be there to help, move things forward and th th that type of individual is always kind of on the margins of society they're not necessarily mainstream or participating in it but they're observing and they have an overt amount of influence when times get more difficult and uh, that that definitely is a possibility in my mind well the <clears throat> the, the things that really confuse me are the independence of you're on mute. Uh, producing. They're being stymied at the same time, and it's just confusing. And then, and then you can just—it just shows how hypocritical all these politicians are about acting like they're for the little guy or you know the small guy. You know, we're we're gonna go after big business or whatever. And this is just nothing is further from the truth right now. And it's just blatant for everyone to see. Corruption is just laid bare right now. That's why I say it's a tsunami. It's just pulled back. Everything's wide open for us to all see. The information is there. But we, we chose not to, you know, go after it. You know, it's uh, the shiny new thing. And, hey, there's something shiny down there to go in inspect instead of, like, you know what? Let's go out there and go for the hills, build our own economy, provide value, because humanity is going to need it. And more than ever right now, it's the system has just been set up for all these regulations, jobs. Most jobs are just there to fill a, a, some type of res, you know, regulation, pump paperwork. And it's been uh, 
the the true value of products and uh, just society in general is just it's not real anymore. And it's it's and that's I think we all knew know it. We've known it for a long time, but it's just you just go around along with it. Is you can't do anything about it. And it's being adjusted right in front of our us, and we're, we're going to have to learn to deal with it, or just go create our own thing. And I think uh, I don't trust these people unveiling their new plan, and I don't think it's going to work. And I think it's going to create a lot of uh, strife, and I think that strife is going to be encouraged. These same people have wanted only a billion people on this planet. And with that, we'll wrap it up. Danny, do you have any parting thoughts? Nope. I think you guys have said it all tonight. Well done. <laughs> all right. Yay. Us, you keep us you keep us even keel i think i think without you on these things danny it turns into kirk and i descending into the loudest voice in the room so your your contribution is invaluable <laughs> uh, well we'll see next time though so i i'd be interested to talk about here listen hear you guys talk about the whole conspiracy of the trump I, thing yeah so, yeah we should right. have one we should have one of these that's just a kid. We should just yeah. like we should just see like it should just be an entire hour of one upsmanship of like you think that's a crazy conspiracy theory and then like until it can't get any more absurd. Yeah. <laughs> that is that's... actually pretty fantastic. I will definitely I might... be there. Oh, uh, I might bite. I will oh, go yeah. buy new headphones for that one. <laughs> you got a few ideas <laughs> of your own, huh, Danny. Oh man. All right, Jeez. with that, we'll wrap up Liberty Southwest podcast number 65. hope it's been a good one, and we'll be back either sometime soon or sometime later. Yeah, think for yourself and act on your own behalf. That's what I say. And thanks for letting me come in late. Always, Kirk. Adios, Adios, mofo.